Welcome to the Healthcare Weekly Podcast, where you can learn about the innovative ideas and technologies reshaping the healthcare industry. Join over 150,000 monthly readers and listeners all over the world. Each week, we sit down with some of the most brilliant minds in healthcare to learn what the future holds. The Healthcare Weekly Podcast, healthcare innovation starts here. Welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Weekly Podcast. I'm Sajan Arsene, the Digital Authority Partners in Healthcare Weekly. Today, I have the pleasure of talking to Nick Cherokuri. He's the CEO of Third Eye, a company producing augmented reality smart glasses, display critical information on your lens in a hands-free fashion. Nick, thank you so much for joining the Healthcare Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm really happy to be on with you, Kodrin. And happy to talk about how augmented reality is benefiting the healthcare space and any questions that come up. Absolutely. So, Nick, augmented reality, sunglasses, ever since the, the Google glasses came about, you know, at least some part of the market has heard of them. At least people who work in IT or love cool gadgets. But as we all know, those bar glasses didn't really work out well for the consumer market. And I want to start by asking you, how did you come up with the idea of Third Eye and what are the specific use cases you have defined for your company and for these glasses to, of course, kind of avoid the path that Google Glasses went down on? Certainly. So I think augmented reality is a space that has been gaining more traction along with virtual reality over the past few years. And this was always a space, for example, in the military and Department of Defense, who were the pioneers in augmented reality. And over the past five, 10 years or so, the technology has reduced in size enough in terms of the processor, battery, the optical engines, where we saw that we could make a pair of smart glasses that could be used for enterprise use. So we still believe that they're too large for consumer use, but for enterprise use, we saw that augmented reality could enable workers to be hands-free and get any additional information they needed displayed live in their field of view. So we started Third Eye, and the name kind of speaks for itself, where Third Eye kind of gives the person wearing the smart glasses three eyes in terms of more information they're viewing. And we saw a lot of use cases specifically in field services and healthcare as two prime markets for augmented reality. For example, in field services, any company with remote workers that need to be trained could just wear the glasses and get step-by-step instructions and be hands-free while they're working. And roughly 80% of the global workforce uses their hands while they work. So smart glasses enables that while using a phone or tablet would not enable that. So there's a strong use case in ROI there that we saw. And in healthcare, recently with this current COVID crisis, we saw a couple of strong applications for telehealth to enable frontline medics to remotely access a doctor in a hospital or thermal scanning to be able to scan a crowd and see a temperature feed of a crowd and pull someone aside who's above a certain temperature. And we definitely have made a lot of progress since the early days of AR smart glasses, such as Google Glass. Whereas Google Glass was a monocular device, one eye, and it did not really have much processing or software capabilities. Over the past few years, the optical engines of the smart glasses, the processor speeds, the software that can be developed using 3D holographic techniques has really accelerated. And that enables the smart glasses of today's time, not just our glasses, but also like a HoloLens and other similar powerful mixed reality smart glasses to really do some powerful applications that are really benefiting different industries. So for example, in healthcare, 
being a frontline medic, frontline nurse, being able to wear the smart glasses and live stream their point of view to a remote expert and being able to pull up any information, step-by-step instructions, having annotations live in their field of view while they're working with their hands. That's something that has proven to be very useful and enables frontline medics and workers to be hands-free. So this is really beneficial for EMT medics, for example, where they can bring up protocols for how to do specific techniques live on their glasses, or they could directly connect to a doctor in a hospital live from the smart glasses. Likewise, thermal scanning is something that Google Glass does not have, but that's a feature via an accessory package that modern-day smart glasses do have. And that allows someone to scan a crowd of people and get a temperature check and range above a certain temperature. So you can pre-load like 100 degrees and anyone above 100 degrees can pull aside and do a more detailed temperature check. So this allows, say, a frontline medic to not actually have to physically touch a patient. They can be at a distance and scan a crowd from a distance and then pull anyone who's above a certain temperature aside. So we are seeing a lot of really good applications for augmented reality in healthcare. And the main benefits are it lets the user be hands-free. So instead of carrying around a phone or tablet, you can wear the smart glasses. And we definitely anticipate in five, 10 years from now that consumer glasses will start coming. But right now, we're focused on the enterprise side. And that's where we see as there being some really good use cases for augmented reality that are really helping improve healthcare worker safety, healthcare worker efficiency, accuracy, time it takes to complete tasks and other benefits. So while there is a learning curve, we feel that augmented reality can help really improve some of the existing healthcare processes that we're seeing. So let's talk about the thermal scanning for a second, because it sounds great, particularly in light of the COVID-19 crisis. But the first question I would have is like, how accurate is this thermal scanning feature? So right now, the accuracy, we're using a FLIR thermal sensor accessory, and then we developed some software for the sensor. And this isn't used for getting like an exact temperature check. It's used for more of scanning a crowd of people. And if someone's above a certain degree, then they, we pull them aside. So right now it has a like plus or minus two degree range. And there are more accurate thermal sensors out there, but they're much more expensive. There's thermal sensors that go to the plus or minus 0.1 degree Celsius variants that are in the thousands of dollars range. But the use cases that we've been requested are, for example, in the airport setting or in a factory setting where a lot of workers are showing up every day or a lot of people are showing up every day, then a guard could wear the glasses and scan a large group of people coming in and then pulling someone aside, then doing a more detailed check on them after. Okay. So I think the answer is plus or minus two degrees, which is like, to your point, it's not a diagnostic tool. It's more of a awareness tool and triage. Exactly. So it's way better, than, I would say, than I would have expected. And then you also mentioned, let's say EMTs can pull up some customer information or patient information. Usually for that to happen, you need to have access to EMRs, right? Electronic medical records. Can you talk about how integrated your solution is with existing healthcare CRMs, for lack of a better word? Definitely. So we're one of the first, I would say, augmented reality companies that are working closely with EMT ambulances, hospital systems for this kind of use case. So we're kind of on the cutting edge of this. And what we're doing, we're we're taking a multifaceted approach. So one, we're HIPAA certified, so we are able to do telehealth applications, and we have all the security protocols for that. 
we're connecting with existing backend systems like ImageTrend or eBridge, which are two of the most common EMR systems that have this patient information on them. And this is currently what EMT is used, and they pull it up on their phones or tablets. So we're integrating that into our glasses. And we're also connecting directly with the hospital system and connecting with their backend systems. So we're taking those approaches. And right now, the main use case for the EMTs is that they can wear the glasses and they can connect to a doctor in a hospital, for example. So that's the use case. We have various pilot programs going on for that right now. And we're getting a lot of good feedback from the EMTs on the field who are using this technology for any improvements or how they see this best helping them. And we're trying to make keep it as simple as possible because it's already a new technology. So we're trying to reduce the amount of buttons to click. And it's literally just turning on the glasses and one button, you're connected to a doctor in the hospital you choose. So the telehealth feature is something that's useful and that's what our technical software team has been developing in close coordination with the hospital IT department. And we're incorporating their feedback and trying to make it as simple to use as possible. So telehealth and EMT protocol viewing are two of the most common use cases right now. Can you talk about what would be considered like a human factors issue with any of these pantry technologies? So how does the EMT provider or let's say someone working at an airport actually interact with the glasses? Like how do you switch from them being just glasses to, let's say, the thermal scanning function? Yes, that's a good question. And that's one of the main efforts in developing AR technology is trying to make the UI as simple to use as a phone, for example. And that's when we'll see really large-scale deployment when the UI is that simple. So right now, we offer users different types of options. So there's gaze controls. They they can control with their head motion. There's gestures. So you can kind of pinch and click in front of you with your fingers to move the cursor. We have audio commands, then we have different audio settings to work in different decibel requirements. And then we also have external Bluetooth accessories. So for example, for the EMT use case, we have a Bluetooth accessory we're making where it's just a button on your hand that you just press every time you want to click on something on the glasses. So the goal is to make it as simple as possible. And the thing is, every user kind of has a different preference for what they prefer to use. So we're giving users as many options as possible, and they can activate, deactivate the controls as they see fit. And the goal is simplicity. So that's where even with this Bluetooth button, for example, it's just one button on your arm that when you turn on the glasses, you just click that button, and then you go through the different screens in the app. So keeping the number of screens in the glasses as minimalistic as possible. So for example, for the EMT telehealth use case, they turn on the glasses, and then they're immediately in the app, and it's just one button they click to connect to a doctor. So keeping that as minimalistic as possible in terms of the user interface and also giving users different options, and they can pick whichever one they think is the simplest and that they prefer, that's what we're seeing as an avenue to successful uh, deployments right now. Because AR is already a new technology, smart classes, it's a new technology, and while everyone's excited about it, some of them do have steep learning curves. So our goal is to reduce the learning curve as much as possible. And within a couple of days of using the glasses, you're really comfortable using them just like you are with your phone. So that's our goal. And that's what our software team is developing the software and the UI to keep it as simplistic as possible. So if there's a button on the arm, obviously you mean on the actual glass, right? There's a button on one of the arms of the glasses. There's a button on the glasses, but some people we have seen do prefer like external buttons, like 
can connect via Bluetooth to the glasses, and then they just press the button like on their arm. So it's really based on user preference, but really everyone kind of has a different user preference. We're trying to give as many options from gaze, Mm -hmm. audio, gestures, external Bluetooth controllers. We're even making an app for the phone which you can control the glasses using your iPhone or Android phone. So, and then people can pick and choose what they prefer. But the common thing we've seen is they always want the simplest approach. So even there's things like eye tracking, for example, which is considered the future of AR, but that's just like even more complex in terms of the user experience. So we haven't really seen that much gravitation towards like eye tracking, for example, but keeping the UI as simple as possible, that's something that we have seen has garnered success, especially for a lot of these frontline medics and people who don't want to spend a lot of time like learning a new technology. They want to get something that they can implement and help out their operations as soon as possible. For sure. And eye tracking, to me, that's a type of feature from a privacy that I would probably enable on your end just to see how people interact with the glasses. And if it matches your expectation when we're developing the software, I think even in absence of other use cases, the ability for your own team to see how people interact with the tool would be pretty handy. Definitely. Yep. And that's why eye tracking, we have that as an accessory and something that users can use as an accessory if they prefer. I think right now we have pretty much every type of AR user interface option possible as an option on our glasses. In the direct end user deployment, especially for the healthcare side, where simplicity for using new technologies and making it as easy to integrate with existing systems is key. That's where we're trying to make, especially the software user interface as simple as possible. So they turn on the glasses, they don't see like 20 apps like you do on your phone. They just see the one app that connects to a doctor and within one button click, they have the telehealth app up and running or one button click and they have the EMT protocols for how to deal with different scenarios up that they can view. So we're trying to keep the software as simple as possible and that we're getting some really good feedback on that. Some of our deployments that are using our healthcare AR software. Absolutely. Can you talk about some of your current clients in the healthcare space? Of course, you mentioned EMTs. Like, do you work with any hospital systems? Um, yeah. So I think healthcare is one of our big focuses, and we have a variety of healthcare applications. So internally, like our software right now, we're focused on this telehealth and EMT protocol viewing. So for example, we have Crozier Hospital System. They have several hospitals in the Northeast area, and I think they're part of Prospect Medical Holdings, which owns hospitals nationwide. They've been using our glasses in a couple programs right now, one for this EMT protocol viewing, so an EMT medic in the field could wear the glasses and see a process for how to deal with a different fix or a different scenario, and also for the telehealth viewing. So our software team has been working in close coordination with their IT department, their frontline EMT medics, and really making sure the software is integrated and is doing exactly what they requested. So we've been making a lot of changes, and right now we're seeing some good feedback based on the changes we make, and primarily it's about making it as simplistic as possible and really just fine-tuning the telehealth application on the smart glasses. That's one of our main EMT telehealth deployments right now. We are going to have a press announcement with them fairly soon. Then we have other partners that do software, for example, for the vision impaired, for example. So there's software companies that are really fine-tuned in the vision impaired community. They make software on the glasses that let vision impaired or blind people have information about what's in front of them, around them, helping them read, OCR. So there are software companies who are using our glasses that focus on the vision-impaired community. And then we're talking to a wide range of other AR software companies. So in the healthcare space, for example, there are 
many AR healthcare software companies, and the majority of them are really fine-tuned in one like really good use case. So for example, vision-impaired software companies, they're really focused on the vision-impaired AR use cases. There's companies like Echopixel, for example, that make AR software for live surgeries where you can view basically patient information during the surgery instead of looking back and forth between the computer screen and the patient, the glasses could bring up relevant information directly on the glasses. So they're really good in that. We're working with them to integrate their software on our glasses. Then there's other software companies that focus on Alzheimer's, for example, where they have AR software for Alzheimer's that enables people to, via image recognition, to recognize other people and display information next to their face. So in healthcare, there are a wide variety of applications. And I would say our main ones right now are definitely EMT telehealth use cases. And then we're partnered with companies in the vision impaired space and the Alzheimer's space. We're getting into the live surgical application space. And we are seeing AR making an impact in those applications as well. So there's many AR software companies that we partner with as well. So we don't make all the software in-house. So we're taking a multifaceted approach on that. And it's really great to see some of the applications that software companies are making in the healthcare space and that we're in the process of getting them on our smart classes. There's so many opportunities and in a way it's interesting. And I have this conversation with people all the time. Every time you hear like, oh my God, Google is doing this. Like they're going to dominate the market. And more often than not, what most people don't realize is they're like, Google fails significantly more than it succeeds with the ideas. So in a way, as you're talking through all these use cases, like Google Glasses came so long ago. If only they had people as smart as you to be like, okay, it's not just like a cool gadget that you put on your face and you look slick. Like there's real life applications that you can easily embed in those smart glasses. Like I wonder where Google would have been with their own smart glasses today. So in a way, kudos to you for actually figuring out really useful use cases for for smart glasses. Everything you're saying is really amazing. Thank you. I really appreciated that. And this couldn't be possible without our really strong team and some of our partners in this space who are helping provide us some really valuable feedback on how they see AR can make an impact. We definitely, everyone knows AR is a future, but there has been an issue in the past, like with Google Glass, things, technology like that, where it's a cool gadget. But what does it actually solve? What problem does it address? So I think that's what our focus is in the healthcare space is what are the pain points that being hands-free with smart glasses can really address? And that's, I think, what we're seeing with telehealth, EMT, frontline medic applications, and the other applications like for division-impaired, Alzheimer's, where it makes sense to have these on your face and get information displayed live from your point of view. So I think that's what, as long as companies are continue to focus on that, there are definitely some really valuable applications in healthcare for augmented reality. And we just got to keep listening to feedback and trying to incorporate their feedback and making it as useful as possible. But I think it's going to keep getting better and better because the technology is getting much more advanced. And even some of the stuff in our pipeline right now with some of our 3D slam holographic applications, that's going to be even more advanced. It's upcoming that will enable, for example, in a surgical setting, a doctor to wear glasses and actually get instructions of where to do an incision, for example. So obviously that requires a tremendous amount of precision and FDA approval and all that. We are working on getting FDA approval very soon and we're working on some of the more advanced healthcare applications. But right now we're focused on EMT 
protocol viewing and telehealth. And that's what our team is working in close coordination with some of our customers on. And we're getting some good feedback. And it's, the main thing is we're seeing it, it as something that can make an impact. Those are the metrics we're measuring. Like, like what's the improvement in task time, accuracy level, and things like that. So I think we're just going to try to remain the course and try to become a leader in AR for healthcare and really hopefully make an impact using augmented reality. Yeah, absolutely. And just before the recording, we were talking about this recent experiment in South Korea where a few scientists have tested contact lenses for screening patients for specific conditions. And there's no reason why your glasses couldn't be the same, right? Like right now, I have to go to an eye doctor to see if there's anything wrong with my eyes. And every year they're like, hey, for 25 more bucks, put your eye on this device and you look in it and like, hey, you still have no underlying conditions, glaucoma or otherwise. And that's to me like a very powerful use case, right? Any sort of eye condition or if you have a chronic eye condition to be able to just quickly put these glasses on and see if the disease has progressed. I mean, that would be phenomenal, right? Because right now, now, a lot of the use cases you're talking about, they're great, but they're kind of like incident-based. But there's a much bigger market in healthcare when it comes down to chronic condition and management of chronic conditions, which there's a lot of companies, you know, like recently, one of the largest companies who just IPO'd last year and now it's being acquired by Teletalk, which is a telemedicine provider. And I'm talking about Lavongo. Yeah, I heard about that. They started in Chicago, and they're doing this merger, multi-billion dollar merger. And really what Lavongo does is like chronic diabetes, long-term care through digital therapeutics. Like literally, you're using an app and a hardware, and you're monitoring your diabetes in the long term. And it's a multi-multi-billion dollar company that grew out of nothing over the last five years. Not saying that eye conditions are as big, but you never know. There's so many medical conditions which impact eyesight. So in a consumer space, I give you more ideas just saying like if I were the CEO of this company, that's the thing that I would try to focus on is like figure out like how do I tap into this market? Because what's happening is when you interact with the doctor, it's very atypical. And it is just like how, you know, bots are often used incident-based. Like I go there every six to 12 months or whatever, and that's it. But a lot can go wrong in between sessions. So it'd be interesting, either your company or other companies who develop similar glasses that can be put on to just scan for specific body measures, even if it's just when it comes up to the eye, to track progression over time. Exactly, yep. So I think chronic care, that is a market we are looking at. And there are use cases for diabetes, for AR, for example, measuring calories in the food just by looking at it not even with the glasses but from a phone ar app or knowing where to inject insulin for example and there's some use cases for diabetes and these other chronic care conditions that we are taking a look at and but i think right now what we saw with this current crisis with covid is there was a really accelerated need for this type of technology for frontline medics frontline emts to enable them to be safer in the field less risk and also enable them to be more efficient and for telehealth. So we're really focusing on those that we're seeing as having a strong impact using augmented reality, but in total agreement with you that management of chronic conditions is critical. 
definitely for long-term success in healthcare. And some of these companies, like you mentioned, are having tremendous success in that aspect. So from our side, we're trying to see how augmented reality can play a role in as many healthcare applications as possible. Yeah, and another application that there's a few companies out there experimenting with is more catered towards VR headsets, but I've seen or at least I've heard of a couple of companies doing AR as well, which is like, how do you deal with PTSD? And like, what are the types of engagements you can have through glasses in a way that you would manage that condition? Or people who are experiencing extreme pain and you can no longer increase let's say, morphine levels. So like when you look at those use cases in a hospital setting, we kind of start to see the map with all of the different things that can be done. But there's, of course, a lot more work and research that has to go into it. Definitely. And I think what we're seeing in some of these initial use cases for AR is once they're starting to be used in the healthcare setting, there are more ideas coming up for other use cases as well. And I think the ability to overlay information on the real world is a critical factor that separates AR from VR, for example, where VR may be used good for like therapy, for example, in a healthcare setting where it can take the patient to an entirely different setting. So I know it's being used for therapy a lot, but I think AR is more for real world applications where having any digital information you need overlaid live on top of your field of view is something that has tremendous applications. So we are trying to develop more features. For example, we have a screenshot live annotation feature that enables someone wearing the glasses to have any annotation, any instruction come up live in their field of view. So a remotely based doctor could be seeing what the medic's seeing and like draw a circle, for example, on a certain part of the human body. So features like that are definitely beneficial for telehealth. And we're trying to brainstorm more features with our and health care hospital customers and adding features based on their feedback. and. We're trying to take a step-by-step approach, and each step, we're trying to measure what are the metrics achieved to this solve the problem that you're facing, and then going to some more development features after that. So we don't want to do 100 features at once. That may or may not be everything that is needed, but we're taking a very sophisticated approach of taking a phased-out approach where we deploy certain features up front, and then we carefully measure over like a month or two what are the metrics achieved and how does this benefit the end user. And then we can do a larger scale deployment after that once we hash out any feedback or any features that they want. But right now, we are really focused on the EMT and telehealth use cases for augmented reality. And we see that this is continuing to be a tremendous market over the next couple of years. Because I think right now, people are realizing the urgency of good telehealth platforms. And I know there are a lot of web-based telehealth platforms, like a Teladoc, that run on tablets and phones. but where it really isn't a good one on smart glasses. And smart glasses are what enables a frontline medic nurse to be hands-free and really show their live point of view, which is a huge differentiator than holding up a phone or tablet. And another feature that they like about this is they don't need to keep repeatedly touching the device. So say you're in a medical setting, you don't want to keep touching the electronic device. So with smart glasses, you don't need to keep touching it, unlike a phone or tablet where you need to keep holding it up in your hand. So and that's another feature that we received a positive feedback about. So I think this will continue to be a huge market. And right now, it's smart classes space, enabling frontline workers to be hands-free. That is a huge differentiator that people are seeing the use cases for. So internally, that's what we're continuing to develop more software for and actively listening to 
our healthcare deployments and what new features they want and continue to develop them. Yeah, absolutely. So Nick, can you, can you talk a little bit about pricing for this product and sure. who can reach out to you in order to purchase the hardware and the software? Sure. So we have a variety of pricing options. So one is we do have a partner program, for example. So we have a lot of distributors, resellers, software partners. And for them, we have partner agreements where we have reduced bulk pricing. So typically the glasses are around 2K range, which for powerful mix of reality glasses, it's pretty competitively priced compared to say a HoloLens or a Magic Leap. So we have a good price point for glasses and we are receiving good feedback on there. And for partners, we offer reduced bulk pricing. So the price will just keep on going down from there and the partners can resell directly to their own customers. So we have an active partner program and anyone can reach out to third eye and we can get you set up on that. We also enable users to purchase directly from their website and we have a dedicated healthcare sales team, which is really focused just on healthcare deployments. They can give anyone a demo of our software or for glasses if anyone's interested in deploying our solutions. So we're taking a Different approaches. We also have a leasing program, for example, for certain customers for of a certain volume, so they can spread out the cost over two or three years. And this includes accessories, like say you need a hotspot, for example. We have a large amount of accessories in terms of having a thermal package, thermal accessory, a hotspot accessory. We have boom mics accessories if you need to use in a really loud settings. So. We're trying to offer an entire ecosystem, not just the smart classes, but the software that comes with it, as well as the accessories, and really offer this as an end-to-end solution for healthcare deployments. And that's something that we're seeing customers like because they only had to deal with one vendor, whereas typically they may have to deal with one software company and one hardware company. With Third Eye, it's only one entity. So we listen to customer feedback, and we're continuously trying to develop more accessories. But in terms of pricing, we're trying to be competitively priced for partners. We have bulk discounts from that 2K pricing. And for certain customers, we also have leasing programs optional. So right now we're seeing that address the majority of questions regarding pricing. So in terms of the smart classes, from a price point perspective, we have perhaps the lowest pricing on market for mixed reality glasses. And also from a technical perspective, our glasses are half the size of a Magic Leap or HoloLens. They're all in one. They don't have any wired pack. They don't have a wraparound around the back of your head. So they're all in one smart glasses. So we're roughly half the size and half the price in most of our competition, which is another good factor that some of our partners and customers are liking. So we're happy to work with you. If anyone wants to reach out, wants a demo, wants to learn what AR is and wants to get into this field, we're happy to join our team. And we're laser focused on healthcare AR right now and trying to develop software, trying to expand our partnerships in the healthcare space. And we're seeing this as something that can really make an impact to help frontline medics, nurses, hospital, or healthcare workers be more safe using AR and help them with their daily tasks. That's our company mission right now, and we're trying to be laser-focused on that. Nick, as we get to the end of the podcast, I just want to ask you, like, where do you see your company in the next five to ten years? And also, where do you think the market as a whole is going to evolve towards as AR and VR technologies become more commonly accepted and known across industries? Sure. So I'm definitely of the perspective that AR will continue to play a larger and larger role in the healthcare space. Right now, it's primarily in the B2B hospital setting space, but five, 10 years, we're going to start seeing this in people's houses and everyone may have a pair of lightweight smart glasses with them. 
And I think AR will play a larger role than VR. VR is great for therapy and some other use cases, but AR, there's so many more real-world use cases that AR can benefit and augmented reality smart glasses can help out with. So I definitely strongly believe that AR will help in telehealth, vision-impaired, Alzheimer's, diabetes, chronic care conditions like you mentioned, even surgical settings once the accuracy level gets to a certain level. And it will really help for these deployments and a lot of healthcare use cases. So I know there's a lot of market studies out there that say like AR in healthcare is going to be like $100 billion market or even higher numbers. There's a lot of crazy numbers being thrown out there. So I'm not sure how big it will be if it will reach that number, but definitely in terms of the ROI, in terms of the money saved, in terms of improved accuracy levels, healthcare worker safety and things like that, AR can play a huge impact for that. We're seeing that right now in this current COVID crisis with some of our deployments happening. So definitely the healthcare system, while it may be slow, they're realizing that augmented reality is something that can help them out. And that's where we're trying to make it as easy to implement as possible. And I think that's the critical thing is AR is a new technology. So to really have it be used in a healthcare setting, it needs to be as simple to use as possible. And the impact needs to be seen. So if those two things are addressed in terms of there being improved accuracy, worker safety, task time, and also it being really simple to use, then this can definitely have a large impact over the next few years or so. So we're excited at Third Eye for our current use cases we have right now and upcoming use cases that we're going to announce fairly soon. So it should be a good roadmap for AR and healthcare. Rick, it's a pleasure having you on the Healthcare Weekly podcast. And I wish you and your company all the best in the years to come. Thank you, Caldrin. I think it's a pleasure as well. Thank you for your time. And if anyone's interested, if they want to get a demo of AR or even join our team, please feel free to reach out to our gen, and our team is happy to talk to you or provide you more information. So thank you for your time today. Thanks for listening to the Healthcare Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to visit us at healthcareweekly.com. Subscribe to our channel on your favorite podcast app to get a notification every time a new episode is released. Do you know of an inspirational health leader who should be on our podcast? Email us at hello at healthcareweekly.com with details. Healthcare Weekly Podcast. Healthcare innovation starts here.